Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Human Connection Experience. It's Joe Gifford here and I'm really delighted to be in conversation today with the fabulously magical Ebony Allard. Ebony is the founder of Misfit for Life in the Chamber. She is a high priestess, a master coach and just an incredible human being. Warning, there are two rounds of tears, I think, in this podcast. It's a very open and vulnerable conversation, as it always is whenever I speak to Ebony. And we are talking all about how human connection and community over competition has worked in Ebony's business. And I know that you'll love this, so dive on in. And as always, come and find me on Instagram at Gifford, and let me know your thoughts and takeaways from the episode. See you soon. Welcome back to the Human Connection Experience podcast. I'm so honoured to have my gorgeous Ebony Allard here with me today. Hi, Ebony. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm really good and I'm really happy to have this conversation with you. And I'm really aware that we could talk forever. (laughs) Do we try and rein it in today? Not that I ever want to rein it in because I do love talking to you ever so much. (laughs) Let's see where we go. Let's condense it into, you know something that people need perfect medicine for perfect people perfect medicine for perfect people so with that in mind we're all about human connection here on the human connection experience and i would love to hear what's coming up for you right now around human connection and what you're creating in the world so since the birth of my business and we were talking off air about the iteration and involvement of that but since 2014, 2015, one of the taglines of my business has been community over competition and participation over perfection. And they sound very nice, but they're actually really important to me. And this year, I wanted to take community over competition to the next level. Walking my talk has always been really important to me. I'm always asking myself, how can I walk my talk more? And I've been a solopreneur forever. And in fact, you know, many, many years ago, I would have described myself as a lone wolf and been proud of it. And part of my journey has been about allowing human connection in Mm. and allowing myself to receive and be a part of a community. And so I have invited some incredible people who are my business besties to be on the board of directors for my company so that we have a range of voices and it isn't just mine that's leading. And my for the last three years, I've run a kind of high-end mastermind called The More Mastermind, which has been much more kind of traditional mastermind where I have been the leader and imparted my wisdom or guided and coached people and this year what came through was that it was really important for me to go one layer deeper in terms of standing shoulder to shoulder and not being Mm. ahead and not feeling like I needed to operate from a hierarchical model which brought up a lot of my stuff Mm. but the chamber is my high-end kind of mastermind sacred safe space for misfit leaders people who want to lead from from a place of community over competition and participation over perfection come together and be the change that we want to see in the world yeah so that's what I'm creating right now ah so much juiciness to unpack in that so I want us to go into what the chamber is in a moment but can you walk us through how you made that transition into letting people in you know what 
did that look like for you? And how has it changed how you live and operate and what you bring to the world? I think we all have a core wound and mine is that I have to do everything by myself. I'm the eldest child. I was born two and a half months premature. I spent the first three months of my life in an incubator, 60 kilometres from my parents who didn't <sighs> see me. I had nurses around. No, it was, it was fine. But I really think that from this very, very, very early age, it was instilled to me that I'm on my own. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so what that has resulted in is a woman who is fiercely independent, And that has enabled me to be incredible at business, but it stopped me from letting people in. And because both can't be true at the same time, right? Like there's this, you can't have to do everything by yourself and have people around you who will do stuff for you. And, and, And I reached this place of really wanting to understand what is this wound? What, what is it that stops me, it from being easy for me to receive? What is it that means that when someone gets too close, I push them away? And so that's been my place of investigation for the last two and a half years, like really leaning into, can I let people in a bit more? What would it look like? What would it feel like? What does it bring up for me? Where does it hurt? What is that little moment in my body where I go, yes, 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 no. Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but it's been an investigative journey. <laughs> And also, can we just acknowledge, one, it's 11-11 right now, which is glorious. And two, I think we've just broken the record of both of us being in tears within the first five minutes of actually recording. I I usually cry on podcasts, but there's just so much emotion. And actually, thank you for being, I mean, you are brave and courageous, but to answer that for me and for us, because that is where the work is, isn't it? We talk about the work, like what is the work? What are we doing? Oh, is it journaling? Is it this? Is it meditating more? Maybe, but it's also going to the place, like you just said, two and a half years of looking at difficult stuff. Like, okay, where does it hurt? Why does it hurt? What can I do? And oh my goodness, the power in that. So thank you for being here and for being your glorious, honest, vulnerable self. Because whether we are people who are comfortable letting people in, I think mine's kind of reverse. (laughs) I've had to learn to put people be like hang on a minute I've got too many people in now I need to reverse that and discover where I can be on my own and then to find uh sorry Siri Siri's talking back to me now there we go um (laughs) I know she's I know I was gesticulating with my arms and Siri thinks she can join in so yeah it's interesting how we are all trying to find our sense of self and community and to especially now especially as we're talking right now in what is it December now in 2020 what a year for feeling into all those places that hurt so you've been going through this gorgeous investigative journey and now the chamber is here tell us all about it I've learned that I'm really good at creating safe spaces because like we've just discovered I am I'm really, I allow myself to be vulnerable very quickly, which means that there's a benchmark for vulnerability, which means that everyone else is like, oh, wow, okay, law of reciprocity, I'll show up too. Yeah. And, um, and I wanted to create a space where we can talk about all the things. And what I still see in the world is people putting their best foot forward and um, wanting to 
use really clean language and, and never uh, never gossip or say bad things or not talk about the hard stuff and stay high vibe. And I don't mm. get me wrong, all of that stuff is great. And you need somewhere where you can be your full and complete self. You need somewhere where you can just go, oh my God, this client today asked me 17 times the same thing about which is mm. on the website right there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because um, we all experience it, right? Like, I love every single one of my clients, but please, can you read the website? Also, I'm laughing because I recently did that <laughs> to you. I was going to do something that was on your website, and I realised I was there's a duality of me having that done to me. I just realised, oh my god, I would say that person for Emily the other <laughs> ownership. <laughs> But we all do it, right? But we also need somewhere that we can go and talk about that stuff and laugh mm. about that stuff. Right? And send each other memes about that stuff. Yeah. And just not take it all so seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're doing serious work. And most of the people that are in my world are healers or coaches or creatives or, you know, doing helping us heal shadows and step more into the light and be bigger and braver and bolder. And we're really good. We really care about leaving a legacy and being good mm. humans. And that means that we can take it too far sometimes and be very serious. And mm. I wanted to create somewhere that is about serious stuff and is about doing the best for our ourselves and our bodies and our relationships and having this kind of right ratio thing going on where work isn't eating our lives, but, you know, also we're not neglecting our mission and our purpose and somewhere that we can also just, you know, laugh till we cry and our bellies hurt. It's just so needed. Full range living, right, in the right community is powerful. It really is. And when... And when we come together and we utilize our strengths, we no longer have to do the things that we aren't good at or that we don't enjoy. And for me, community like is, is there for that reason. It takes a village to raise a child. It, it takes a community to develop really mature adult businesses. I really believe that. I don't mm. think that we can do it in silo anymore at all. And so when we come together and we recommend each other clients and we pass people through our networks and we allow them to develop range, we also develop range and we get to live while working. And that's my dream. That's my vision. Oh, it's gorgeous. I love it. So how have you enabled, empowered human connection while you find your peeps and grow your business? So rather than you're a wild misfit right I'm sure you are not out there following the blueprints and the way that you call people into your world how have you been finding your own way to create connection and to call people in for you I have a podcast called out of doing with ebony and I resisted doing it for years and I'll tell you why I got told I had an annoying voice when I was at school I love your voice I love it thank you and Loads and loads of other people do. And they kept telling me, please do a podcast. Please do a podcast. And it hit two of my things. One, I don't want to be annoying. And two, commitment's hard for me. Me too. <laughs> yeah, three years later, <laughs> 300 and something episodes later, um, I love my podcast. And I really enjoy having those conversations. And for me, it's mm. really, really easy. And every single person that shows up, and I I'm genuinely curious, like, Tell me about you. Tell me about your life. And I want to hear. And, and they make me laugh and they make me cry and they make me feel. And so sharing that, um, being more vulnerable, being open, allowing people to see a little bit more inside 
I sometimes get accused of curating my life very perfectly and very beautifully. And I have an aesthetic and I have an ideal and I like things to look a certain way. And um, my inner circle know that mostly, you know, not mostly, but I, I often my life is a shit show. <laughs> and I'm not always totally together. And I'm sometimes just lying in a pool of tears on the floor. And I let I started to let people see more of that. Because yeah. before it was a very, I didn't even realize I was curating it, right? I didn't even realize I was going, oh, look, I will let you see this tear today. Mm. Like, you know, it was a perfectly balanced, the best way I can describe it, in the 90s, barely there makeup was a thing. And it took four hours to make it look like you weren't wearing any makeup. And that is how I was running my business. Right? Like I was oh. going, look, I'm totally vulnerable and naked for you, but it took me four hours to look like, yeah. And so I stopped doing Got that. Got it. Started being real, like actually real. Oh my goodness, that bathing makeup, it did it used to take so long. Oh my goodness. And for reference for people listening, when Ebony was sharing that she was being accused of that, my eyebrows were really high because I've I've seen your vulnerability. I'm like, that's not true at all. But you've obviously had this transition from the vulnerability that we all see from people who are like, oh, here's my perfectly coiffed hair. I just want here because that's what I'm showing you today, versus I'm full raging mess. <laughs> like this is how it is, and it does take courage, doesn't it, to do that, to show up from that space? Do you know what else really helped? So um, I learned numerology, priestess numerology, from Harriet Jackson, who used to be Harriet Hell, and she is teaching that again. So you can go and learn that from her. But I am also going to be teaching it in, in January, and I learned my numbers. And I am a gift eight and gift eights are courageous. It's one of their things. They have more capacity for courage than anything else. And I, oh, it's so interesting. About two years ago, I shaved my head and um, Diana came on my podcast and she decided to flip the script and started interviewing me. And I wasn't expecting it. And she said, you're very courageous. And I got really triggered by that. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I hate it when people say that. And she was like, oh, what's that about? Yeah. I've always felt like I'm not courageous because I'm scared and mm-hmm. I started unpacking it more and I'm one of the most fearful p- people I know I get scared by everything I won't yeah. like go and put the f- petrol in my car I didn't go and fill my car up here for the first six months I made Jonathan do it because I didn't want to speak Spanish and I was a bit scared that they would talk to me and I went like literally I go into an anxiety hole and oh my god I love that though thank you <laughs> right that's like thank you for sharing that because we're all normal and we're all weird. <laughs> Honestly, if you knew the woman I used to be, like I used to have to fill my petrol up to a certain number. And if it wasn't that number, I'd have a meltdown in the petrol station and wouldn't be able to leave. And like I have dealt with anxiety and fear at such a deep level. And people don't know this about me. They just say, you're so courageous. And it used to make me want to punch people. <laughs> and now because I recognise my numerology and because I've really lent into it, I'm like, oh, I am courageous and people get to come and be more courageous by spending more time with me. They do. Oh my God. For record, everyone, we're crying again. (laughs) It's just so much. It would have been easy for you to go, yeah, I'm courageous and it's great to share things on social media, but it's the yes and is so important. I've been, I've been, well, actually this year, I've probably been sharing more of the kind of rawness than I ever have before on on socials I still don't share everything because believe it or not although I talk a lot on social there's still some things that are intensely private 
But I notice every time when I can share from that space, the response is magnetic. People are like, oh, thank you. Thank you for showing me that, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like you were saying, Evelyn, like I'm not just sitting here with a, like matching nails and my sparkly journal, just manifesting, doing things. Like, you know, it's all, it's like, yeah, there are days when I'm in immense joy and that's a vibration I love to be in. I love what I do. There's also days, in fact, this morning, I've been in tears just this morning because it's a full moon. I'm over emotional. I feel really overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm human. And it's like knowing that other people are going through that. Even if you're just scrolling on your social feed and you see someone else, we're like looking like a hot mess like saying I feel like a hot mess today this is what's going on like thank you I can now get on with my day knowing that I've got my own version of that I will also move through it and um so I've been doing lots of cold water swimming recently with with that sort of blue tips brigade we're talking about this offline uh, earlier as well and that's unpacked a different level of courage for me because I'm getting into really really cold water in winter (laughs) and my mind is saying what the are you doing my body is craving it my mind is questioning it and I take anxiety to the river every single time I was talking about this with my wild swim buddy the other day I literally rock up with this ball of anxiety sometimes I'm crying as I get in sometimes I'm leaving it in the river and I come out you know feeling like I've washed it away kind of thing but that's not the bit that people see they just see me smiling in a bubble hat going look what I've just done they don't see the hot mess that arrived that crawled to get there to get in and also the fact that you know I might have just had like three naps that day but that happened to be when I got out you know yeah I was having this conversation with someone the other day like for me some of my deepest I guess what you'd call in a you know parenting or reparenting work happens in those moments of fear and courage and so I am fortunate enough to have a swimming pool in my garden and I have also been um, pushing my edge on cold water swimming Mm. and I was in the water the other day and um, it was I think it was about 10 degrees and I was up to my waist and I said to myself you just have to like just get in you only have to swim to the end and back and if you hate it we can get out and the little voice in my head went, you said that yesterday and we can get out. <laughs> I love how you like, we can get out. There's you and little you going, I don't want to go in the water. <laughs> little me is going, please don't make me, please don't make me, please don't make me. And I'm like, you're going to love it. Remember how invigorated, vital your body feels afterwards. And this little voice is going, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> and I'm like, one, two, three. And I get in and I swim and I can feel this little version of me being like, you're not going to get out. You never get out. Me, 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 me. And I'm like, you know what? Today we're going to get out. And so I literally swam from where I was standing to the end and back and honoured that little version of myself that needs me to hear her and know that I'm going to do what she says. Right. And what I love there is that, because this is not the feel the fear, do it anyway, override every part of yourself. Right. And that analogy is so beautiful. And I had a similar thing the other day where I'd got to the water. I think it was, it just gone below 10. Uh, and I was like, and the air was really cold. And I thought, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel right about this. And I was kind of on the edge, even got my thermals back on. And my friend got in and she's like, yep, yeah, no problem. Like, you know, because everyone's got to, you know, cold water with anything scary, you've always got to make your own decision. And then I, I watched her in there and I was like, oh, looks so good though so I was like okay I'm gonna pop in even if just for a bit so it's like 
finding that balance, isn't it, between inviting yourself to find your edge and having compassion when you need to put your thermals back on metaphorically (laughs) or go back on out there. For me, this year has really been about leaning into devotion over discipline and noticing the difference and the energetic uh, reaction that I have in my body. And so I lost, I put on a lot of weight last year and I lost quite a lot this year. And I did so in the complete opposite way than I ever have done before. And so this year I have eaten more chocolate, I eaten more sugar, eaten more gluten, eaten more dairy than I have ever eaten in my life before and lost two dress sizes. And I did that because I said yes. And I honoured and nurtured and said yes, rather than you restricting and restricting, you can't have this, you can't have this and you have to work out and you have to move your body. Did it just from a place of pleasure? What would give me pleasure? What would give me pleasure? How do I want to move my body today that will give me pleasure? And if it's dancing, dancing. And if it's one five minute swim, then it's five minute swim. And really leaning into that place has been so altering and and that in a way that comes back to the thing that we were talking Mm. about before of like can I receive can I allow my feminine energy to be greater than my need to be in control absolutely and this also brings us back to we can't we can't create human connection and community unless we are so connected to ourselves that's when you know if we're out of balance with ourselves and what we need and want then connecting with others is going to be problematic I'm keeping an eye on the time because I want us <laughs> to be um, concise today to honor what's coming through so what can we take away from your experience of human connection and where can we find out more about you and the chamber that you're creating come find me on Instagram it's my favorite place to play so I'm at Ebony Allard on Instagram I have two businesses now. So there's misfitforlife.com or ebonyallard.com. Misfit for Life is much more come and be your whole empowered, embodied, expressed self in community. Um, And Ebony Allard is much more come and experience priestess of alchemy, learn about your magic, dive into your femininity, allow yourself to receive more so if any of that's interesting come find me come play oh what a gorgeous invitation everyone go and find ebony and thank you so much for being here today and for showing up in all of your yes and (laughs) (laughs) it's my pleasure